listening to SBS On The Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. Hi everyone, this is your daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Tuesday, the 23rd of March 2021. I'm Ricardo Gonsalves. Later, one year on from the low point of the stock market because of the pandemic, where to now? But first, to an Australian tech success story, Airtasker, the online company which allows users to outsource small or odd jobs, listed on the ASX today for the first time at a 76% debut at the open and closed at $1.05 per share. That is an increase of 61.5%. So for more, I spoke with its CEO, Tim Fong. Tim, congratulations on a huge day one on the share market. Did you expect such a positive response from investors? Oh, look, as much as, uh, you know, the stock price is there for everybody to see at the moment, you know, we're really just focused on the five to 10 year journey. And I've actually asked my staff to not look at the stock uh, price screen. And, you know, when I see people opening up the apps, I actually put my hand in front of it and say, you know, let's just focus on the next, uh, you know, the next big thing, which is, you know, five to 10 years away. I want to ask you about five to 10 years in a few moments, but first you had your mother with you to help you ring the opening bell today. How important is family and has it shaped the way you do business at all? Well, my family has been there, you know, so supportive of me uh, over all of these years. Um, I've learned so much from my, from my father, John, um, and, and my mother, Mags, who's been really supportive. And to have her ringing the bell with us today was so important uh, to me. Um, I also asked my wife, Modi, to be up there as well. She's been incredibly supportive and part of the journey. Um, but, uh, you know, she declined. Uh, she didn't want to be, uh, you know, caught up in all of the madness. She'd prefer to watch from the sidelines and be supportive from there. Okay. Um, what will listing on the ASX be able to do for you? So over the next uh, few years, Airtask has got an absolutely massive mission uh, ahead of us. Um, you know, it's a $50 billion addressable market in Australia and a $600 billion addressable market um, across the international markets that we're, we're operating in. Uh, but even more importantly today is the fact that we've been able to give an opportunity for our employees and our taskers to be able to own part of Airtasker, which we're really, really uh, excited about. And to be able to do that in Australia is uh, incredibly important. You mentioned earlier you, you're now focused on, you know, the next five to ten years. Airtasker, for those that don't know, allows users to outsource small tasks. So what will the company look like in five to ten years? Well, in the, five to the next five to ten years, we're really working on a, a whole bunch of new marketplace models. So we're, we're helping people to be able to outsource tasks and connect with people in their local community in a whole bunch of different ways. And one of the really exciting projects we're working on at the moment is a, is a marketplace model called Airtasker Listings, which allows uh, taskers to pre-package uh, services, which they can offer on the shelves of the Airtasker store. So we're really excited about that. Um, we're also scaling internationally now as well. So um, our London market is really vibrant and has been incredibly resilient uh, during this really challenging COVID pandemic uh, times. Uh, we've also launched into Singapore, New Zealand, uh, Ireland, and shortly into the United States as well. And the blue ocean opportunity there is absolutely uh, enormous. Obviously, turning a profit is important, depending on what kind of stage you are in growth. When will you be profitable? Well, at the moment, Airtasker is operating cash flow positive, and we've been uh, cash flow positive since May of 2020 and every single month uh, since then. We've got gross margins of 93%, uh, so a really, really healthy uh, business model. But we want to keep investing into product development and spreading the word about Airtasker. So really, um, profitability is all dependent on how fast we can grow and take Airtasker to the world. 
you've had the company for around 10 years. Just how supportive is the Australian environment to technology companies like yours? Well, I feel incredibly blessed by the opportunity that we've had in Australia. We've got some of the smartest uh, people coming out of STEM uh, courses in Australia. We've got you know incredible product managers, incredible engineers, incredible designers uh, here in Australia. And, you know, we've got to be so thankful for, you know, uh, the way the world has treated us during this uh, COVID uh, period. So I'm incredibly thankful and I'm really excited about being able to list on the ASX and be able to give uh, an opportunity for Australians to really take part and own part of Airtasker moving into the future. Tim Fung there, the CEO of Airtasker. To the Australian share market today, which fell despite a strong open from Wall Street or a strong opening today uh, on the A6200, Ultimately, it fell by 0.1% to 6,745. Travel stocks declining across the board, so to the banks. Some of the miners increased. And, of course, it happened on the day when on March the 23rd, 2020, the Australian share market bottomed during the pandemic after that huge 36.5% fall after the restrictions came through. For more on that and where to now for the share market, I spoke earlier with Robert Telefsky from Activist Investment Advisors. Robert, the market was up at the start of trade but lost a bit of steam during the day. Why? I'm not quite sure, Ricardo. Um, you know, AGL and BHP were up strongly. Um, probably not noteworthy was uh, the task outsourcing firm Airtasker made its debut today. It was up 79% from its uh, list price, so uh, that's done pretty well. I'd say it was uh, that was a standout today. Yeah, speaking of Airtasker, it's in the gig economy. It's a, a tech startup. Tech stocks doing well off the back of the US, but are we still seeing this shift away from the sector? It's been an interesting 24 hours overnight in the US. The uh, the Dow um, was up two thirds of a percent, and the tech heavy Nasdaq was up one and a quarter, which is a bit of a different trend to what we've seen since last November. Um, that sort of that trend that we've seen that reversal. Um, in sort of the recent, uh, you know, value stocks basically doing better than tech. Um, so I think, you know, obviously that's a that's a bit of a different trend there. But, you know, in our view, we can we probably still see these sectors that, you know, should benefit from the, the recovery, the likes of the tourism, the resources, the financials uh, should continue to do well. But, yeah, a bit of a different story overnight. Um, and, you know, who, let's not forget the banks as well, the best start to a year in history. Um, you know, that massive uh, reserve release and that sort of cost cutting out of sort of technology should continue to support the sector going forward. A lot of this has also got to do with the future direction of interest rates or when interest rates will start rising. What's the market saying? Uh, you get the sense, Ricardo, it's still interest rates lower for longer. The US Central uh, Bank last week uh, affirmed their easy monetary policy stance. Uh, no interest rate changes until after 2023. Uh, you know, bond yields have stabilised over over recent days. Uh, the 10-year notes are at 1.68%. So I guess, can you believe that today marks one year since the share market was at the bottom following that big collapse, 36.5% collapse pre-pandemic, right? But it's been a, a pretty stunning recovery since those lows, hasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So ASX 200 is up 49% from that low. The techs are up 130%, the banks 75%, energy 70%, and the resources up 60% from their lows. So 
I guess uh, if you held your nerve, um, you know, you'd be doing pretty well um, having invested in some of those uh, sectors. One of the corporate stories of the day, it was the corporate story yesterday, that, that takeover of Crown, an $8 billion private equity bid. Uh, any talk of any other potential suitors at the moment? And do we know what James Packer is likely to do? Yeah, there's a bit of talk today about a potential, uh, well, I guess that bid being a little bit too low and uh, the potential for a, a new uh, bid to come, uh, I guess, emerge, I suppose. Um, look, I think, you know, Blackstone already own uh, casinos like the Bellagio in, in, the Los, in Las Vegas. So uh, they've got a bit of form or understanding in this area. Um, I think, you know, it sounds like uh, James Packer will probably hold out for a better deal. Um, but I guess this also highlights the, 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 the activity in the M&A sector, uh, you know, worldwide, which, which has really picked up strongly over the last couple of months. Speaking of that M&A activity, especially from private equity, what does it say about where it's going and who are the likely targets? So in terms of the sector itself, so 2021 should be a very strong year for M&A activity, supported by a number of factors. One, there's about $1.2 trillion in what we call dry powder. This is capital that's been raised from the big private equity shops, the KKRs, the Blackstones, the Carlisles, the Oak Trees. And, you know, also low interest rates. Most deals um, have some level of leverage. So having that sort of low interest rates um, also helps, I guess, in that uh, M&A sector. You know, that strong um, earnings recovery, which we've talked about recently, that's just another factor that really is driving a lot of this M&A activity. And, and um, you know, similar, I guess you can also say similar factors to what the, you know, what's driving the listed market. Takeover targets, um, things that sort of been beaten up, I suppose you could say, you know, treasury wines, is one example, maybe AMP to some extent. So that that sort of we might see a bit more of a pickup in, in some of those takeover targets. Robert Talevsky there from Activist Investment Advisors. That is SBS on the money for this Tuesday, the twenty third of March. I'm Ricardo Gonsalves. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Business Ricardo. This SBS on the money podcast is provided for informational purposes only content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decision.